Hey, 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 it's another episode of Girls Talk Sports 2 with your favorite girls. Girl, break down your favorite sports. Everything that happened over the past couple of weeks in the sports universe. The Super Bowl is set a national holiday in the United States. It's the it's the old goat versus the young goat, Brady versus Mahomes. This is something special, and I cannot wait to see it this Sunday. And then did y'all see LeBron out there? Can you yell that from courtside? Karen, y'all gotta chill. We gotta talk about fans at the NBA games, and of course, all the great things going around the NBA. And Aaron Rodgers, are we gonna see him in the NBA again? Is he gonna get to the Super Bowl again? We gotta talk about it all. Turn me up. Let's go. Kalea? I'm good. Re- well rested, a week off. Yes, How are you? you're older. Yeah. 26 is like 11. <laughs> what? <laughs> or like 14 or like 19. Like, you know, it's like I hit the milestone 25 and then it's just like I, I don't know. 14 and nine months though in Michigan, you can get that permit. Start <laughs> driving 14, nine months. You know. Yeah, I don't know what 26 and nine months means. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, a birthday is always a fun thing to celebrate. So uh, I'm good. Quarantine birthday was weird. Yes. Because it was my first it. one, you know, last yeah. year. I right. was, you got, we know you got to go on a trip and yeah. you had so much fun. And the <laughs> last right. few people that got on the plane. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> but all, we didn't know uh covid was already here but whatever <laughs> yeah that's true that's very true yeah yeah how how are you i heard it's uh snowing there like it's a blizzard it's been snowing for three days in philadelphia it finally stopped snowing and the snow is up 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 but i am grateful that i have a partner who shovels snow because <laughs> poor jamal <laughs> I don't have to be out there shoveling snow. So I'm grateful for that. He needs a snowblower. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of snow, actually, it didn't snow. Um, but we're going to jump right into what in the sports. Uh, our segment where we recap the crazy things that are going on in sports. So let's start with a quick, quick, very quick recap of. <laughs> The NFC Championship, right? So the MVP strikes out again. Aaron Rodgers has Mm -hmm. lost four uh, NFC Championships since winning the Super Bowl. Chanel, should he want out of Green Bay? Mm. And will he ever get another one? So as crazy as it sounds, first of all, this game was insane. Um, Because in the first half, right, like, Brady looked like vintage Brady, like he couldn't miss throwing down the field. He was hitting everything and everybody. I mean, that last touchdown he scored before halftime, I literally got up and screamed at how good that pass was. It was insane. I thought we were watching like young Tom Brady. Um, And then in the second half, he had like a Drew Brees regression, um, throwing like interceptions. That was so rude. (laughs) Anyway, throwing like interception after interception. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers may take advantage of these opportunities and 
and do something with it. But no, he threw three interceptions in the second half and they came up with six points out of it, right? Off three turnovers. What? Aaron Rodgers did what? Like, no, Aaron Rodgers, he makes things happen. So I'm like, I'm like, they had opportunity to win on that, on that time where they were driving down and they, and he had three chances at the end zone, didn't get it. They set up for the field goal. A lot of people think like, oh, they should have, you know, they should have went for it on fourth and goal. I'm one of those people who actually think they should have went for it on fourth and goal. But at the same time, he had opportunities to get into the end zone and didn't move it. And then he had like open field to run for the touchdown, which by the way, uh, we saw we saw in the Chiefs game before the AFC Championship, their backup quarterback ran for it. So I'm like, Aaron Rodgers, use your legs, get at least get close. He could have at least got to the one yard line or something. But no, um, he didn't do that. It was his decision making in some of those plays where some of those passes just weren't quite Aaron Rodgers. Some of those things just weren't the Aaron Rodgers, we, the MVP Aaron Rodgers we had saw all season. So because of that. I don't think he should win out of Green Bay. This is one of the best teams um, and pieces and teams with pieces that Aaron Rodgers has had around him in a very long time. Um, I think absolutely he'll get another one. Absolutely he'll get another one. Do I think he can beat Tom Brady in the Bucks next year? Absolutely. He could have beat Tom Brady in the Bucks this year if a few more of those passes were accurate um, in the second half or – you know, if 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 his decision making was just a little bit different, and I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league still, and I think he's going to reflect and be able to see all that he has around him. Not only does he have pieces around him, he also has a young team. So I'm like, you can stick with this team for another four or five years and be competitive. So absolutely, I think he can get another one, um, and absolutely, I think he should stay in Green Bay. I don't think he should want out. Um, but I will say, if if he would want out, um, then I mean, New Orleans is looking for a, a quarterback. Um, wow, potentially, and that that wouldn't be a bad place um, for. No, for he would have a lot of weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know that those are kind of, and he would then be in the same. He could redeem himself a little bit because he'd be in the same division as Brady, mm-hmm. and could and could have a few more chances at it, but. That's what I think. Yeah. Wow. Um, all the shots that you took at the Saints were unnecessary. I just want you to know. Um, <laughs> but I think he should stay in Green Bay. I think this is the first time that that offense and the defense have looked really good. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't. I was trying to think of. Oh, McCarthy. I could not think of his name for some strange reason. And we see what he's doing in Dallas right now. So, like, he should be happy that he's in a a new revamped system with a young coach um, who seems to listen to him and allow him to lead. Um, So I think he should stay. Will he ever get another one? No. I think that – I think that, you know – He's going to have to go up against the Bucks again. Let's say Tom Brady doesn't win this one. Obviously, he's going to come back. Like, there's no indication that he needs to retire at this point. He does not look like Drew Brees. So there's no need for him to retire. He can still get up and <laughs> train the, and prepare this the way he needs to. He can. He showed that for a whole season. So, but I think, you know, there's always the the chance that 
he'll have to play Russ. Like, there's a lot of people that he may have to see that I don't think he can overcome. Mm, wow. And I I question all of his decisions. Like, you're not going to run and at least get to the first hey. yard line? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? With the chance I, to go to the Super Bowl on the line, I don't trust that decision, and now I'm second-guessing everything that you're doing. That's just how, <laughs> that's just how I no. am. But, I listen, I agree. This was a this was a this was a defining game for Rodgers who was under a lot of pressure, right? Because he's been compared to Brady for a lot of his career cuz people say like, "Oh, he's the most, you know, Brady's the most people would say Brady's the most accomplished quarterback in the league, but but Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league, right?" And so, he's sitting at the top of his division. Brady has come in his division one in his uh the top of his conference. Brady's come in his conference one year. And this was the most pressure we saw, and we saw him make some questionable decisions. So, <laughs> I listen. I agree. I just think that he has the opportunity to be he he can be resilient from this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more faithful in his ability to be resilient. Now, I do know that there's some like lost to Tom Brady, like uh, yeah, post postpartum situation that happens it's like the raptors when they used to play the Cavs. like (laughs) they were always better but they just couldn't get you know it's lebron LeBron. right yeah yeah. the only listen i don't i don't know if it's been proven that that's only a super bowl situation right because mahomes lost to brady in in the playoffs in the afc championship he came back the next year and won 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 a super bowl so you know maybe this is a mahomes situation where you know, he loses to him and he's like, okay, these are the things that I need to do better. And he comes back next season. Like I said, they got good pieces and a young team and a coach that I think is going to learn from some mistakes he made too in that game. And and they'll, they'll progress from it. So we'll see. Well, we will have to see, but let's talk about the old man and the young man. So the Super Bowl what? is set. It's Brady versus Mahomes, Chiefs versus Bucks. Um, who is more important to their team, Chanel? TB12 or Patty Mahomes? Oh my God. Um, you know what? Um, I've got more important to their team. Now, okay. I have to, I have to go with 12. Um, and that, I, I just don't like the way you're looking at me right now. Oh my God. You're just, you're just. Like, of course. Like, every time I pick him, I feel like you're like, of course you're going to pick him. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, um, in the last, <laughs> in the, it, when we talked about the NFC Championship, you got lucky. I didn't bring up the refs, okay? So we're just going to keep going. But, yes, you're right. I do not agree with your selection of Tom Brady ever. Oh, my God. So Continue. I digress. So here's why. And here's, here's what I'll say. I, I'm going to – I compare – the careers of um, of Tom Brady and LeBron James a lot because I think they what they both have gotten down is this. First of all, they're durable, which you know in sports your best ability is your availability. But then, second of all, they've mastered this whole like longevity in the game and bringing and understanding what it takes to win. Um, and they bring that no matter what. I really want a list of all the people LeBron James has taken to the finals, like, and all, and all the people Tom Brady, right. Has taken to the Super Bowl. Like think about how many players retire that net in these sports that never even get to play in those games. But 
if you've played with 12 or if you've played with LeBron, you almost certainly did at some point at least play in a finals game or play in a championship game. Um, and I think that's because they bring a, a certain leadership, a certain standard, and a certain culture to teams. Like, think about how many different teams like LeBron has been on. And all of them, you know, at some point have not, you know, the exact same team, but with those franchises, they at some point have at least been to the finals or won a championship. Um, and I think the same thing with 12, like NFL championships, NFL teams change every year. And so I think that's why he clearly came into a team, hadn't been to the playoffs in a while, hadn't won a Super Bowl since 2002, had invested into this quarterback that they thought was a franchise QB, didn't go well, and comes in, wins 11 games, and people are like, oh, this may be like a second round exit team. And he's like, no. Like, you've got it all wrong because what I understand is I understand how to win. And that's what I have that – that's the experience I have that no one else in this no one else in this conference has as much of. Um, and I think, I think about that last year of um, LeBron with the Cavs when he, you know, he had that young core team and every, and they, I think they ended up like the fourth seed in the East and people are like, I don't know, his team may take an exit. And it's like Kalea said, as soon as they got with the Raptors, it was like a sweep or something crazy because it was like, at the end of the day, they have LeBron James and you don't because he understands what it takes to get from point A to point B. And so I did all that comparing to say, I think it's 12 because, <laughs> <laughs> because of the, the type of culture, leadership that, that those players bring to teams. And with Patrick Mahomes, he's obviously and clearly more talented to, than Tom Brady. To me, Kevin Durant is, is more talented offensively than LeBron James. But you see how his team is struggling with chemistry and all that. All that, And we don't even know if they're going to make it to the finals. But if LeBron was on that team, he wouldn't even question it, right? Um, so I think Patrick Mahomes is talented. He brings a lot to his team. But I think 12 is just more important to his. I agree. I mean, I'm not <laughs> – I don't have all those comparisons about – or explanations about Tom Brady because I don't care for Tom Brady because he's a cheater. So – I don't I don't care about all that stuff. But listen, the Bucks backup quarterback is Blaine Gabbert. I had to look that up. I didn't even know who he like who was the backup. Interesting. For Tampa Bay. So something happened. Uh if something happens to Tom Brady, COVID, you know, because if they get COVID now, they can't play. So COVID, injury, any of that gets a concussion randomly from not hitting anything or hitting his head on the ground, uh, Blaine Gabbert has to play. And I don't even know if he can throw the ball anymore. So, wow. yes. Where was he before, Gabbert? Jacksonville, I believe. Jacksonville. There so, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, Tom Brady is <laughs> way more important to his team. But – who, what is your favorite and least favorite thing about this matchup? Um, my favorite thing is that, you know, we talk about all the time how we want to see, you know, two generation defining players go, you know, go at it together with all the marbles. Um, you know, I think, I think in tennis, we have the opportunity to be spoiled with this potentially with, you know, Serena and Naomi. Um, with Serena still playing at a high level, not at the level that, you know, she was at one time, but 
but uh, and then Naomi coming up as like the potential next best thing to tennis. Um, and I think football has given us this with Brady and Mahomes, right? Like Mahomes is obviously going to win multiple Super Bowls. And Brady is, is still at a level where he can win more Super Bowls. So that's what I like about it the most. Um, the least favorite thing I, I like about it probably is that I don't think anybody's going to beat the Chiefs. So I think some of the most entertaining Super Bowls I've ever witnessed have included Tom Brady. Like it's always something crazy, except for except for the Rams Patriots. But Clay, I think you just gave me a face. But <laughs> think about the Seahawks Patriots. You remember how that game ended? Yeah, because because of the Seahawks. Yes. Right. Do you remember? Do you remember the Eagles Patriots? Like five hundred yards yeah. in the air by because by Nick Foles and by the Tom Eagles. Brady. Because of the Eagles. Oh I remember the, the other team. I don't remember the Patriots. Do you remember how crazy the the giant the two Giants matchups were? Like with the catches on the on the hel- the helmet catches. Yes, yes, I I remember. There's a common denominator in those, Kalea. Like those are all, <laughs> like come on. <laughs> those are some of the craziest. So I think I think that element of crazy that just Brady being in the Super Bowl is is really exciting for me because you just don't know what can happen. Like the craziest thing that can happen will happen, um, and you don't know if he's going to win or if the other team is going to win. So I think that's what's exciting about it for me. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs have the Chiefs have been through everything, like through everything, and they always come out with the W. And so I'm just like. That's kind of spoiling it for me going in. Like I'm trying to keep that little bit of hope of like, you never know what could happen. But in my heart of hearts, I'm just like, the Chiefs are going to go back to back. <sighs> well, you never know what's going to happen, especially when you have Tom Brady and you have refs on the field. You know, they, oh. they, there's always some something that could happen. Um, I I just see in my mind, this is what I see in my mind. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Paint a picture to later. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, to Travis Kelsey twice, touchdown, right? Um, Edwards Hilaire, he's going to score a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, he's going to score two touchdowns, right? Hartman, he's going to play great. There's going to be all these great moments from the Chiefs, right? And we're all going to believe, oh, the Chiefs got this in the bag. It's over, blah, 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 blah. Here comes Tom Brady and the refs. There's going to be a random pass interference call on on the Chiefs. On, on, listen, this is who it's going to be on. It's going to be on Matthew. Just watch. The Honey Badger. They're going to call a random pass interference on him for for no real reason. Sorensen may get get ejected from the game. Something crazy is going to happen, and then this is going to start Tom Brady's comeback. And then they will win. That's how I see this going. Of course, I want the Chiefs to win. I said, if the Chiefs win, I'll buy a Chiefs uh, sweatshirt. Like, that's how how like confident I am. I'm ready to just shell out some money to the NFL for the sweatshirt. Oh, but, like, oh. I don't. You, just to let y'all know. <clears throat> Kalea was one of the people celebrating when uh, the Hawks was up 28 to 10. It's a lot of that's where a lot of this bitterness is coming from. She up here, they gonna have, they gonna blow, they gonna have a big old lead, and then all of this stuff is gonna lead to this comeback. And she's gonna omit the fact that the Hawks had a complete breakdown and got up twenty eight to three and couldn't score again. They literally got up 23, 28 to three and couldn't score again, not one time. The best offense in the NFL with the MVP at the time. So 
Kalea, I'm not, I'm not going to entertain your dramatics. You are so dramatic. Jesus. She's like, that's what's gonna happen. Let me paint a picture for you. No, <laughs> you're just dramatic. Anyway, I'll let you finish. All I have to say is don't be surprised if Tom Brady ends up in this game at the at the very last minute because of oh, some help man. from the referees. That's all I have to say. Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Come on, Chanel. This this wasn't manufactured by the NFL. Wow. Did you watch the games? <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch every game leading up to this one? I did, but you know we what? Lost you to know Taylor what? Heineke. Heineke. <laughs> They almost lost to that man. That's Listen, what I was like. Listen, they almost lost to that man. I was like, they're definitely going to lose to Drew Brees. And then what does Drew Brees do? Why don't you talk about that, Clay? No, you want to talk about it. We already talked about it. You still up here talking about how it was manufactured. No, Drew Brees threw three interceptions in his own in his own little situation. They were in the red zone each time, Kalea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aaron okay. Rodgers had open field. You mm-hmm. don't acknowledge these things. You're like, I, 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 I acknowledge that. I did acknowledge that. At the same that. time, you're like, it's manufactured. No, make better decisions. It is. Whatever. Whatever. We're moving on to the NBA. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So we're moving on to the NBA. And, you know, again, again, we're about 20 games into the season. And it's time for another round of Concerned or Convinced. Yes. So let's start off with the Utah Jazz, who have won their last 10 out of 11 games and are tied with the Clippers in losses for the best record in the NBA. Are you convinced that they're a legit contender? No. Um, the only team in the NBA that I'm convinced is a contender is the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, all these other teams are just scraping. Right. Like none of them, none of them can really do what the Lakers can do when they're ready to play and ready to turn on their defense. And LeBron is ready to be LeBron. Um, So, no, I think I don't even know how long they can keep this up. I think they'll have home court. um, This is setting them, them up to potentially, you know, have home court in the playoffs. But I don't even know if that will matter because there probably will be another NBA playoff bubble. So I'm happy for the Jazz. I'm happy. I like Donovan Mitchell. Um, I like Mike, Mike Conley. Um, I like their coach, but I'm not convinced they're a legit contender. But they're playing. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, <laughs> am I convinced that the Clippers are a contender? No. No. So <laughs> they might go I, out like you said. Round. Like you said, I'm only convinced about one team, and that is the Lakers, and that's that. Maybe, you know, 30 games in, I may say, oh, maybe. (laughs) But right now, it's a big no. Um, The Brooklyn Nets sit at third in the East with just a 13-9 and record, and two of their losses coming to the 4-12 and Washington Wizards. Are you concerned that this team – will even make the finals? Can they make the finals? So if they don't, I think they just recently picked up Iman Shumpert. Yeah, which um, is like, never mind. <laughs> and I've heard, I've heard that there's like rumblings about 
um, Andre Drummond taking a, mm-hmm. a buyout and joining them. That will help their defense. They're soft. They don't defend anybody. They gave up 149 points to the Washington Wizards in a non-overtime game. What? I don't. I don't even think that fully makes sense to me. Like the Washington Wizards have two players that I, I that I recognize, um, and on a regular basis, only one really scores like that. You know what I mean? So I'm like, how did you give? How did you make this team look like the Kevin Durant Warriors? I don't. I don't fully understand. Um, but they make every team look like that. They made Colin Sexton look like a version of of, of Steph Curry. Um, just, just a week ago. So, um, I just, I like don't games in a row too. That's like two a, games that's in a row. They made that man look like unanimous MVP Steph. And I just, I don't understand what's happening. So I am concerned because if they don't figure out this defense situation, if they if they remain soft like this, then, I mean, Kalea might be right. You might be looking at a Philadelphia 76ers in the, in the finals or. Man, you went hard on me. I did. I did. Or you might potentially be looking at um a Bucks. You know, Giannis finally making it. But um I'm more convinced about the Sixers than I am the Bucks. Um, so yeah, I'm concerned. I will not give this team an out no matter what. If this team does not at least make the finals, this is a joke. Like all these players are a joke to me. Um, and I don't want to hear anything else about it. So Listen, I haven't been convinced about this team since they put it together. <laughs> I will never be convinced. I will always be concerned <laughs> about them. <laughs> what I saw against the Cavs, uh, James Harden barely shoots anymore. Some nights he doesn't shoot. Some nights he has 40 points. Like, they don't know who they are, and that concerns me no, because mean. you have to figure out who you are before you get to the finals like there's yeah and against the wizards come on bradley bill was having a meltdown the other night on that bench so yeah (laughs) moving on (laughs) yep lebron james encountered a courtside karen who removed her mask I say again, removed her mask to yell. Mm. You can yell through the mask. Like it, okay. (laughs) To yell at him during the Hawks game. Chanel, are you concerned that the NBA is allowing some fans into the arenas? Absolutely. I mean, they're still postponing games. Like just the other day, they postponed the 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 Denver Pistons game like right before tip off. It was like, I was set, I was about to watch that game because I've been following. My goat, uh, Jeremy Grant, this season, and and I was about to watch them against against the Nuggets, and it was shut down. And yet, you're allowing fans, and then they're taking off their mask and yelling at the most important player in the NBA right now. Like, what's it to you? Shut that down. Shut that down. Letting fans in. Let's just completely move on from this whole notion. I don't care if they're tested before. I don't care if they're supposed to wear masks. Um, but that was a mess. And she just got on the internet and lied. Like, on the first day of Black History Month. <laughs> like, when will white people learn? Y'all gotta stop lying. Oh, <laughs> black people. She talking about her and LeBron had this whole exchange exchange where he called her all types of B words and F words and all this other type of stuff. 
And I'm looking like, girl, nobody believes you. <laughs> and you ain't 25. Listen, I just, if you're going to give somebody a ticket to a basketball game, let it be some frontline workers who need a day off. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Let it be some people who are just going to sit up in the stands, not courtside. And enjoy the game. And enjoy the game because they haven't been out of their house in a year. Yes. Right? Like, I'm sure that she had been to Tulum, the Maldives. I mean, Australia. She was with you know? her sugar husband. So I'm not concerned that they're allowing fans in the arena because I think that it can be done in a safe way. I'm just concerned that they're allowing fans to be this close to players right now. Mm. Um, yeah, because yeah. I, think, I think about it. I think um, one of those Warriors games I watched, uh, the rookie, James Wiseman, his mom was in the stands and she was like far up. Yep. And I was like, okay, but y'all let these people. Yep. Just when the Lakers played the Pistons, everybody was really high up. There were no courtside seats. So yeah. I think if you're going to do that, that's fine. But, and here's the other thing, Chanel. They're in Atlanta, right? Right. They're playing the Hawks. Atlanta is open, open. Like, yeah, it's Atlanta's normal. Open, open. So yeah. I see why they let them be courtside. But if you're the NBA and you're going to mandate certain things, you have to do it at every single arena. And that's right. just that. That's why that girl felt liberated to take off her mask because she's like, I'm in Atlanta. Y'all know where y'all at. I am in Atlanta. We yeah. do things differently down here. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> back to the Washington Wizards. Here we go. Russell Westbrook is averaging 33 points uh, with over 50% on field goals and three-point field goals. Are you convinced? Oh, for, the last, for the last two games. Over the last two games, yeah. So are you convinced that Westbrook is returning to MVP form? No. Um, <laughs> I, listen, I love Russell Westbrook. I love how, how, with how much energy he plays. I love how he just comes at everybody's neck. He doesn't care. He's on the court. But Russell West, I'm not convinced that he can shoot the, you know, over 50% from three in, or even 40% from three or even 40%. Maybe he could do like forty percent from the field, um, but I'm I don't I don't think we're we're just gonna see that from Russell Westbrook. But I'm glad that he's getting back to some type of consistency because Russell West, uh, uh, you know, a highly performing Russell Westbrook is good for the NBA. It's good for the Eastern Conference, and I'm starting to really like Bradley Beal, and so I really want him to be successful. So I think it'll be good for him too. Yeah, I need Bradley Beal to get some relief um, because yeah. that man was stressed, stressed. He's like, what more do I have to do? I'm scoring basically almost 50 points a night. Like, yep. what more do you want from me? Um, but no, I'm not convinced that <laughs> Russell Westbrook is turn- returning to his MVP form. I think he'll have nights like this, but I think he's pretty much done. He needs to learn how to, and he's a decent facilitator, but he needs to learn how to be a better facilitator and just be efficient in certain areas, right? I don't think mm-hmm. he's really efficient from anywhere. He's very streaky. So Yeah. If yeah, I'm not convinced at all. Mm. Last sad. but certainly not least, and they may be almost last in their division, but the Dallas Mavericks. 
<laughs> They've lost the last six in a row, falling to eight and 13 on the season. Are you concerned that Dallas may be falling too far behind? I am. Um, and I was looking at the, you know, the West and looking at like, you know, usually the main competition in the West, right, is those like six through six through 10 spots where you kind of see all the movement and stuff. And I'm looking at those teams. That's like Phoenix, Golden State, the Trailblazers, the Rockets, and the Spurs all have, you know, eight, nine, or 10 losses right now. And Dallas Mavericks have 13. Um, And there's still a couple more teams ahead of them than what I just named. Um, I think they are falling too behind and they're not looking consistent enough to go on a win streak and correct some of this stuff that, you know, some of these losses that they're falling behind on and their schedule hasn't been, you know, particularly challenging. It's not like, it's not one of those things where they, they have like a super challenging schedule. So they're like, you know, just losing games. They had some super winnable games that they just haven't gotten done. And honestly, you know, we would do it with anybody else. So I'm going to do it here. I'm looking at number three. Who do I call number three? Because ESPN called him number three. Luca. Luca Doncic. They called that man number three. So you know what? I have spent the entirety of this season calling Luka Doncic number three. And if this were LeBron, if this were Giannis, if this were Steph who had his team down here this year, y'all would be slandering them, dragging them through the mud. So I know Luka is averaging 27, 9, and 9, but he's shooting less than 30% from three. And he's only shooting like 42% from the field. That's just not good enough, period. Like you have to be more efficient. You have your numbers, but your field goals need to be more efficient and your decision-making needs to be better. I watched the game last night um, and you only needed two points to win that game. You Mm -hmm. could have curled a different way to have the ball thrown to you to get a better shot. But instead, like you fall into a double team and a fadeaway three. Like, those are just arrogant decisions by a young player that number three made. So I'm looking at him and saying, like, you're taking on this responsibility to announce yourself as one of the premier players in the league, and you have to be a better decision maker, and you have to be, just like Kalea said, Russell Russell Westbrook needs to, you know, figure out where he can be most efficient on the floor. You need to do the same thing. Um, I'm concerned about the Dallas Mavericks, but I don't care, uh, because I only care about one team in the West. So (laughs) as long as they're not, you know, going to be a real problem for the Lakers, I'm good. Uh, I, I do agree with you though. This is supposed to be the number three guy and he's Mm -hmm. not looking like it. Um, (laughs) and I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's like a mental thing, you know, because, Last year, like, you had to travel, and then you didn't have to travel, right? Mm-hmm. And then you picked basketball back up in the summer. So I don't know if it's, like, hard for them to get back into this groove of things. I don't know. But they're just not – they're just not the Dallas that we saw last year and even earlier in this season. Um, so I don't know what's going on in that locker room. Yeah. But honestly, I hope they get get it together because – 
I like when Luca's playing well. I like when Porzingis is playing yeah. well. They make basketball yeah, we, fun. They do. And you particularly liked how they gave the Clippers. I did. So. I did. <laughs> I need that to happen again. <laughs> because we're going back to back. <laughs> Go, James. Go, James. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with Love It or Hate It. Hey Siri, when does a new episode of Girls Talk Sports 2 come out? New episodes of Girls Talk Sports 2 are available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are available. Yep, yep, yep. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and listen to us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Okay, we're going to get into... Either you love to see it or you hate to see it. We're going to start with Detroit's favorite quarterback. Number one pick after we went 0-16, Mr. Matthew Stafford got his freedom papers and was traded to the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> the, Rams send, the Rams send Jared Goff and two future first-round picks and a third-round pick for this year, Kalea. Love it or hate it. So I I love it and I hate it, right? So I love it because Matthew Stafford, like, he finally got out of here. Like, congratulations. You get yep. to play in a nice, beautiful, warm place, you know, raise all, all those kids you have that you keep yeah. having. And basically, he's going to become the next Phillip Rivers. So, like, good for him. Um, but I hate this for the Lions, right? Like, you got Jared Goff. Like, that's all. That's all. Like, no. really, you, I mean, they got some draft picks, but, like, you got Jared Goff. I want somebody better. Like, I need somebody better, but whatever. Um, the Lions may go, you know. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going to say what okay. No, listen. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Listen. But, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm, one of, I'm one of the, I think, one of the rare people who love this for the Lions. Um, first of all, I hated Matthew Stafford. I've been on the record for saying this. I never liked him. Um, and I just think that he was always kind of mediocre. And, of course, he had the pass yards because the Lions, the entire time he was here, didn't have a run game. So he had no other choice but to pass the ball. And so, of course, if you pass the ball that many times and you're a halfway decent quarterback, you're going to have the yards. Um, so... Listen, if we would have kept Stafford, we wouldn't have made the playoffs. Now that we have golf, we're still not going to make the playoffs, right? But at least we have three picks. Like, that's why I like it. I'm like, look, we got a quarterback that we're overpaying, and we're still not going to make the playoffs, but we have picks. We have a future. 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> the NBA and the NBA PA are working toward an all-star game for March and potentially a three-point and a dunk contest. Love it or hate it, Chanel. I love it. I love the all-star game. I love all-star times. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Um, I hope that they can. I think they're trying to make a one day out of it. So they're going to do a dunk contest, three-point contest, and all-star game all in one day to kind of minimize, you know, people doing stuff in between and all that so yes love it i hope that they can make this happen and finalize it soon i hate this honestly like (laughs) let's just take the week off and get back to basketball like we're already jeopardizing it right chanel and then they're gonna go to atlanta we just talked about how atlanta is wide open I don't need Lemon Pepper Lou to just be in Atlanta. Like, I don't need this, right? Because then it jeopardizes the end of the season and that pushes back the playoffs. Like, I just, guys, like, it's one year. We can do it. We can do it. No, I need the All-Star game. We can do it. All right, so there are rumors of the 49ers considering a trade for, you like that. (laughs) <laughs> Her cousin's everybody's favorite cousin, Kalea. Love it or hate it. I hate this. <laughs> Please don't go pick up this man. Please. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to say. Just please, I'm begging you. I'm begging Listen. you. Like, do not go get this man. Listen, they need. <laughs> Listen, the 49ers need to make a move. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying it has to be for Kirk Cousins, but you know, I'm indifferent. I'm like, I don't know, maybe Kirk, maybe, maybe you like that Kirk can be in can be in San Francisco. <laughs> we can move on. All right, Serena and Naomi get their first wins of the tennis season in a small tournament in Melbourne ahead of the Australian Open. Love it or hate it. I love it, and I'm ready. I am ready. Yes. The queen has returned to the court, and her heiress has returned to the court, so I'm ready. I oh, love this. Their okay. child, their ch- well, Venus's child, uh, has also returned to the court, Coco. So I love that, too. I love this. Um, it's tennis season. I'm so happy. Like, we have something else to watch besides football and basketball. Like, yep. I'm so excited. And hopefully, Serena, you know, she gets over that hump and she gets it. Kalea, she's not going to get it until you believe. Like, in I'm your believing. heart. In I your just heart, said, you I hope believe, she gets you know, it. Because you, because you say one thing on the podcast and you, you're in my messages <laughs> about something else. And so I really need you to believe in your heart. But, you know, we can talk about that later. <laughs> Chanel, don't give me away like that. <laughs> All right. Um, Steph Curry passes Reggie Miller to reach the second um, all-time on the three-point list. Love it or hate it? Of course I love this. I, you know, Steph Curry is my favorite player. Um, I love the impact that he's had on the NBA with three-pointers. Um, and he should be able to catch Ray Allen. I think he's 400 away mm-hmm. from catching Ray Allen from, for number one after a season or so. He might be able to next season at the end of next season, he should be able to catch him. So I'm excited for Steph and he did yeah. it faster. He did it faster than Reggie. He'll do it faster than um, Ray Allen. So mm-hmm. I love it. I love the way Steph plays. Um, so I, I love this for him. 
the oh, new t- oh no I okay, <laughs> good, okay i know you're pausing waiting for me and i'm not doing anything um so the new texans head coach fully expects deshaun watson to be on the team but meanwhile deshaun has removed all texans picks from his twitter account so he changed his banner and he changed his profile photo he said new profile photo who this I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love the pettiness. I love it. Listen, this is what the NBA players do. They say, I want out. Give, Get me somewhere else. We just watched James Harden do this. Yep. So, listen, Houston is having a rough time right now, but I don't care. Y'all do them players dirty yeah. in the NFL. So, I love it. Yeah, no. Deshaun deserves whatever Deshaun wants. And he wants out. And so the Texans need to figure that out for him. And it sounds like J.J. Watt wants out too. So let's get these all, them all shipped out into a contender so they can have a chance. I think J.J. deserves to have a chance at a, at a you know, on a championship team. So, and Deshaun. Tom Brady says he would consider playing past 45, love it or hate it. You know, I hate this. I want Tom Brady to go sit down. Um Honestly, I want him to do his season this year, do his season next year, and then just go retire, live in Florida, live his life with Giselle and his children um, in the in the Derek Jeter mansion and all that. So I'm ready for him to retire after next season. Same. I hate this. <laughs> so the Nets will add Iman Shumpert, Tiana Taylor's husband, Tiana Taylor's baby daddy, to the roster, Kaleha, love it or hate it. Listen, I love it for them, but I hate this. Like, can Iman still play basketball? Is he still, like, good for Iman. Hey, hey, this is this is what people do. They don't have any other options. They need defense. So. <laughs> but can he still <laughs> play defense at a NBA level, Chanel? Questions that need answer, but we can't answer them because it's after the buzzer. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with the winners and the losers. All right, and we are back. So we are going to wrap up the show like we always do with naming a winner or a Loser of the week. Kalea, go for it. All right. So my loser of the week is LeBron James. Okay. Oh, wow. This man said last night, well, Monday night, after they barely, well, after his confrontation with the uh, lady, courtside Karen, he says, he says as he's walking back to the locker room, um, if you tell yourself you're tired, let me, let me read it in, in LeBron James' voice, who only read the first 15 pages of Malcolm X. Wow, you are coming hard for your favorite player today. If you tell yourself you tired, you gonna be tired. I don't get tired. This is the biggest lie I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Coming from a person who sleeps at least 10 hours a day, at least, if not more. Your body needs rest, right? Now, LeBron, listen, I don't play basketball for a living, so I don't get to take naps, like, randomly throughout the day, right? So LeBron has me there. 
But there is no way that this man does not get tired. That is a lie. And don't tell these little Gen Z kids, oh, if you tell yourself you're not going to get tired, you will never get tired. No, they need to go to bed too and get off TikTok because you can be on that thing for like three hours. You get on there at 10 o'clock, Chanel. 10 o'clock, right? It's two o'clock. What happened? <laughs> All I've been doing is going like this, scrolling up on my phone for four hours, right? So I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. He lied to the people. Um, he surely looked tired against the Pistons. Ooh. Ooh, he said he wasn't, though. He said he don't get tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> hey, tiredness is a mindset. No. <laughs> no, it is not. Hey, hey, he puts he puts over a million dollars into his body for keeping up his conditioning and physical. So I think he was maybe referring to his his physical fitness. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but again, your mind doesn't tell you, tell you that. Your body's like, ooh, something's wrong. Maybe I should get some rest. Like, that's how that ooh. works. That's how that works. It's your body telling your mind, hey, hey, buddy. I know we, you know, we enjoy those TikToks. We enjoy the video games. We enjoy all of this stuff. But like, maybe we should go to bed. Like, that's mm. your that's your body. So don't lie, to LeBron. Like, you are still a human. That's all I have to say, right? You are a no. human, and I don't feel that quote at all. Hey, LeBron's not human. He's gonna beat the monster. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week LeBron is a loser to me. Congratulations. Oh, wow. I am shooketh. I am completely yes. shooketh. You, you went hard on him. I listen, thought you were going to give it to courtside Karen. Listen, I don't... Uh, um, <laughs> sleep is nothing to joke about here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's That was the tipping. That was the tipping point for you. Like... I've been okay. sleeping 10 hours since I was born. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kalea, I'm glad you got that off your chest because I could tell who's <laughs> bothering you. Um, I, I think I have a winner and I have a loser. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give the winner to my favorite, you know, tennis players, Serena, Naomi, and Coco. Um, I'm just sending you wins and well wishes as you prepare for the Australian Open. And I particularly want to send that to my favorite player, my GOAT, my auntie. Um, excuse me. Um, Serena Jamika Williams. Um, I am rooting for you, auntie. And I hope that you bring home number 24. Do you know um, if Serena would like to be called auntie? Like, probably do not. Do we know this? Okay. Probably not. But, you know, I'm here and I'm saying mm-hmm. that. I just, um, just want to make sure. And then my loser, of course, is the entire Brooklyn Nets organization. <laughs> um, you all are fumbling the bag. And I know it's still early. It's still. We're 20 games into the season. So we have we have another 50 plus games for you to figure this thing out. I'm just not convinced that you're moving fast enough. You know what you need on this team. You got offense covered. Y'all are soft on defense. You're soft. You need to make some moves. 
to get some defensive players if you really want to be taken seriously. Because if this particular big three comes together and doesn't get through the East, all three of the big three will be considered a joke. Do you all remember when LeBron and them lost to the Dallas Mavericks? Do I remember? Y'all LeBron remember can that? have five rings. Y'all remember that? That, they were the laughing stock for like an entire season until they won championship the next season. So you still have time to correct it and correct the narrative, I think. But people still talk about that finals and in, in, in relates to uh, LeBron's legacy and all that stuff and the big three. So this is what I'll say. Y'all need to figure this out. Y'all need to figure it out quickly. Um, y'all need to get that chemistry going because Kalei said, you don't know if the season can be shut down at this all-star game that y'all want to put on. So y'all need to figure out this roster, figure out this defense. Y'all need to get another coach in there because all y'all have is some offensive coaches and make this thing happen because y'all need to at least make the finals. And that's on what? Mary had a little lamb. But until then, y'all some losers. Congratulations. You played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Okay, so real quick, Kalea, this is Super Bowl week, so we cannot let the show end without yes. a prediction. Yes. So, who you got? The I'm Chiefs? I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking oh. the Chiefs. I'm not even going to let you finish. I'm taking the Showtime Chiefs. Showtime Mahomes. Showtime Mahomes. She's taking the Chiefs and Showtime Mahomes. You know what? I got to take the Chiefs. I said the whole season. I got to just stick with what I've been saying the entire season, that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl and go back to back. Although I only picked the Buccaneers to go to the NFC Championship. I didn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl, and they went further. They exceeded my expectations. I think their defense has played their best defense of the season these last two games. But I don't think it's going to matter because Tyreek Hill can turn a 10-yard play into a 50-yard play. And no matter what defenders you got, you can't get that man down on the ground. So I am taking the Chiefs' best weapons in the NFL and the most talented quarterback potentially in the history of the game. But it's all yet to be seen. Either way, we'll talk about all the craziness that happens this Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday. Are y'all ready? It's the Super Bowl, baby! It's the time we wait for all year, all season, the Super Bowl! It's the Super Bowl! For the commercials, I can't wait. Where the money reside, where the the money reside. You have a commercial, I'm ready for it. Oh, Michael B. Jordan got a commercial that already tried. I am ready. Let's get ready for the Super Bowl. Yes, let's get ready. And we will come back and talk about it next week on Girls Talk Sports 2. Let's go. Hey.